Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are the Roman Regret Podcast. I am Andy Drake. Johanna Myers. Nate Tussie, and we drink and we know things. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing Onward, and uh, it is uh, Thursday, July 23rd. Uh, and uh, before we get into the uh, uh, nuts and our bolts of the movie, I just want to run around, uh, do a quick health check with everybody. Uh, Nate, how you doing? uh well our thankfully our listeners can't see me i look like a mole person um (laughs) recently shaved head and uh and uh indoor tank top body uh yeah i i I glow under normal light forget black light you've been working Um, on the golem tan i see (laughs) yeah a little bit um Exactly right. Yeah, my eyes will change shortly and take up this much of my. I'll look like Maz Kanata from <laughs> Force Awakens. Um, now things have been, you know, health wise have been pretty good. Uh, knock on wood, the back hasn't given me any huge issues. Um, mm-hmm. I've started doing a hundred push up challenge with Addy, so it's uh, it's an app called Hundred Push Ups. They basically start you at zero and break it down into sets so you they give you like day one i did two push-ups and then it gave me a two-minute break and then i did two push-ups then it gave me a two-minute break and then i did one and then it gave me a two-minute break basically it started me off at seven i think maybe uh-huh and i did 84 yesterday 86 nice yesterday so, uh, uh god damn so can you raise hard. your arms at all today <laughs> um, yeah to there <laughs> I haven't stretched, so that's the extent. And look, notice how this shoulder is weirder than that one. Yeah. Um, the idea is that after 30 days, you can do 100 push-ups. Uh, and it's broken up, obviously, but it's still like when you get to the 100, it's 20, take a break, 20, take a break, 20, like five sets. So uh, that's yeah, it's that, really hard. Yeah, so that's crazy. When, I, when, when yeah. this whole thing started, I did uh, – I just decided to do how many – push-ups I could do just in a set, you know? Mm. And I, and I started with 10 and it was a, that was a tough 10. <laughs> well, yeah. Let me tell you. Um, but now I'm up to 30. So nice, I, can rattle off, I can rattle off 30 just like that. So it's, it's cool. That's awesome. um, yeah. But no, dude, that's cool. That's good. It's been fun. Eddie and I are doing them together. She usually taps out after the first set of push-ups, but then does like crunches or squats or something else. Yeah. Um, and then we get out every day and go for a walk either down at the marina or Lafayette Reservoir or just around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Got to get something, uh, some kind of sun and some kind of activity. It's too easy to be completely uh, hermitage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> With all the, uh, all the toys. So, yeah. yeah. So other than that, and things how's are good. The, how's the job hunt going? Hashtag get Nate hired. Yeah, the hashtag hasn't been working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to do more than just say it once or twice a month. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, it's, it, you know, it is what it is. I'm just, at this point, I'm over feeling offended. And I'm just <laughs> trying to apply myself and spend, you know, half the day combing everything and yeah, applying and following up. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean... The, there's work out there. I don't know why I'm not getting any of it, but yeah. Uh, eventually there'll be a, the right role that'll just, that'll kind of organically show up. I think that's just the way my job is. Mm-hmm. My last 15 years of employment have kind of been. Um, yeah. So it just needs to right place, right time kind of thing. Um, hopefully uh, from 
the reveal today, uh, it sounds like the feds are going to get off their ass and extend unemployment benefits in some uh, way, shape, or form. Right. Uh, they're also, I think, almost in agreement on another stimulus check, which is with the exact same parameters as the last one. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's this is all hearsay. I mean, they haven't discussed anything, and, and yeah. it's going to be um, it's going to be a tough road uh, to get anything passed, given all the the things that he, either side wants and is really not willing to budge on. So. Yeah, that's that's the depressing part of of all the news coming out is just the division on on both sides, and it's just like you know what you guys have your jobs <laughs> america is not working and america can't pay their rent so come on get off your ass yeah the fact that the senate took two weeks of vacation right in the middle of this thing uh it really pisses me off oh I mean, yeah they were off for the first was it two weeks or three weeks maybe uh, it was three weeks it two was weeks three at weeks. least so there was a week there was a week where they were back in their districts getting you know getting right. the pulse of the people <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> right. So people are pissed off and want to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for our listeners, that's the sound of a hand job motion. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway, so yeah, that's a, a long way to saying that you know, still uh, the challenge is still there, but you know, gotta gotta hit it head head on. And any other uh, Hooper ball metaphor you want to throw in there? And okay. uh, yeah, it'll yeah. get better. Yeah, Simple. Joe, how are how are you doing? Uh, hanging in there, doing good. Uh, we're still doing house chores and getting ready for. Uh, my husband has a medical procedure coming up, so we're gonna get ready for him to be off of his feet for six weeks. <laughs> well, uh, I was just gonna ask you about that. What's the yeah, schedule? what's what is it? Oh, uh, it's just a minor uh, kidney surgery. <laughs> He's uh, got a blocked uh, drain tube from his kidney to his bladder. So they just need to go in and unblock it. So it's like laparoscopic surgery. Mm. Oh, wow. But the right recovery right. time, the recovery time is six weeks, but hopefully he'll be up and moving in a week. Jesus, six weeks, really? Wow. Mm. That's crazy. So a good time That's for nuts. him to be off his feet for six weeks. Cause I mean, he doesn't yeah. have work. So. <laughs> well, I'm right down the hill, Joe. So tap me whatever you guys need, even if it's just moving stuff or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I'm hopefully going to be going back to work soon. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. So what's the news on that? Um, I so I don't know what so the legal issue like ramifications are, but you know, at our shop we can all stay in our separate corners, well right. over six feet away from everybody. We don't you know need to see clients and all that stuff. So I'm like you know there's no good reason why we shouldn't be working. Yeah. Um, can then, you be, can you be just as effective from home if need be? Um, kind of, kind of, sort of. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, more so Sounds for like no, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I am more effective in the office and it's it, better for my mental health <laughs> to get out of the of house course. once in a while. Yeah. Right. For sure. So. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see what happens there. And also, you know, I'm going to need to be home at least for a week when Ken just gets out of surgery. So, right. But other oh. than that, things are, things are good. Baking cool. bread, pickling, uh, doing stuff <laughs> in the garden. <laughs> nice. Being little Susie homemaker. Yeah. Nice. Crazy. 
How um, are you living, Andy? Well, yeah. Sorry. Okay. So, so this is this is sort of the uh, the decision. So, uh, Nate, remind me, uh, you guys, uh, Addie's doing uh, strictly at home distance learning to start off. Like, there's no. Yeah, Martina is unified, and pretty much every district that I've seen in the area is going to be 100% distance. Um, I still haven't heard from her IEP people uh, what they're going to do because those. I mean, they're, those kids are supposed to have extra one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure if that just means an extra class online or or what. Um, yeah, I, we still don't know exactly what's going to happen and school starts in like three weeks. Right, yeah. So, um, so, so Salem, yeah, so this is sort of what, what uh, Jimmy and I are dealing with at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. So Salem, the Salem-Kaiser School District is what it's called up here. Uh, because we're a, a sort of a twin city. There's Salem on one side, Kaiser on the other side. Um, and it's right now they're offering two solutions because Oregon is not hit as hard as California just yet. Um, and so they sent us this email saying, hey, if you guys just want to keep your kids at home, you can sign up for Edge, which Edge is this completely uh, online service no issues, you know, you just, everything's done from home. You're still part of your old school um, and everything's great. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't cost anything. We just need to know how we're going to staff it. It's like, but we're also doing the blended model. And the blended model is your kids go to school. So Xander would go to school because of his age, four days a week, right? Uh, In a class of 20 or less um, with, certain restrictions that they're still working out. He would have to wear a mask for six hours. (laughs) And uh, we don't know what that would entail. Uh, Obviously no recess, right? Because they don't want the kids touching each other and, you know, playing playing with each other. Who knows how that affects their meals or whatnot. And then they would have one day during the week where they review what they did during the week online. Um. And we're basically been given this choice. And if one way doesn't work for us, uh, at the end of a grading period, we can switch. So like if we start him off at school and he doesn't like it or people are dropping like flies and getting sick, we can bring him home and do edge or we could start him with edge. And if it's just too hard on us, then we can send him to school. Um, But like they haven't, yeah, there, there's basically whatever they're asking us, whatever fits right for us. So we're dealing with sort of keeping them home and not having sort of any interaction with other kids and, you know, doing. So I'm actually, I'm actually going to put this out there to the, uh, to the, to my Facebook community just to see what other parents would do in similar situations. Cause I don't, Seems like it's all or nothing in California. It's like, no, 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 we're online, you know, for the time being. And that's what I was hoping would happen here (laughs) in Oregon. But no, we're basically been given a choice saying, hey, send your kid to, (laughs) you know, and have a 99% chance of. (laughs) Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's, that's, that's where my head's at this week. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a meme online that was something about like, you know, 
try to tell children not to touch each other as they're like licking each other's face, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and this one teacher put out this great uh, video of like uh, how kids are going to respond to masks. Like there's the, the chewer and half of the mask is being chewed. There's the <laughs> one that like uh, can't seem to get it on right. And it's covering his full face and his eyes and everything. And then it was just, I mean, it was, you know, 10 different ways of how kids are just going to completely, you know, the one that drops their mask in the bathroom, right? <laughs> As they yeah. go. They'll be trading masks. Like, right, exactly. Not... You're oh, cooler like... than mine. Yeah. I like yours. Seriously. It's going to be so... like pogs. Right. But <laughs> There's I, a timely I... reference for you millennials. <laughs> pogs. <laughs> What's a pog? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I have a feeling that it's like the, uh, the in-school class stuff is going to come down like the, the new uh, MLB restrictions. Because you know baseball's back and uh, the restrictions are are pretty. Uh, have you guys seen the restrictions on on baseball yet? I didn't. I even haven't know seen the list. <laughs> I watched the last two preseason games and it actually seemed pretty normal when okay. they weren't in the dugout. Let me run down the list for you guys because it's fantastic. <laughs> no ass slapping. No uh, uh, butt hey, grabbing. Hey, hey, hey rule number <laughs> rule number one. No celebrations, no high fives, butt slaps, hugs, none of it. <laughs> Rule number two, no spitting, no chewing tobacco, no sunflower seeds. <laughs> oh, go fuck nice yourself. Tray. Yeah, I'm out. No, <laughs> you already number, lost me. <laughs> number three, no lineup exchange before the game. Uh, number four, yeah. showers, at the, showers at the stadium are discouraged, but not prohibited. <laughs> uh, number five, players not expected to play in the game will sit in the stands exercising proper social distancing. Uh, number six, all team personnel not in the game will wear masks. Number seven, this is great. A ball touched by multiple players will be taken out of play. Yeah, I saw that on, uh, yeah. what was that? The first game, I think it was on Tuesday, maybe. Uh, they had two giant, basically, ball buckets. One was the, the orange Giants colors, and the other one was the MLB. So yeah. the Giants one was the Freshies. The other right. ones were the tainted balls, and apparently they – the tainted hashtag tainted balls um <laughs> it's a great remix uh by uh, yeah. marilyn manson um <laughs> the, the uh apparently the tainted balls get put on timeout for five days in like a a, a clean room or something like that to, <laughs> before they can be put back in rotation and right. then uh crook and kype are making jokes yeah and if they were in colorado there'd be another bag for the hot balls oh god wait oh. It was just, it was great to hear them again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, two questions. Uh, what's the budget for all the balls they're going to need? And how much time is this going to add to the game when they have to change balls after every single play? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, it's just. Because that's what's going to inevitably end up happening. <laughs> right. Yeah, the budget, I don't think they're worried about that at all. They're just happy to have a season to get advertising um, right. revenue, yeah. frankly. Uh, yeah, it probably slow things down a little bit um, in an already slow game, but then no celebrations, so maybe it's a wash. I don't know. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? No Bat Boys? Are they gone? Uh, no, that that's not on here. Um, the next one is uh, pre and post game meals will be served in to go containers. Um, this is good. Uh, the next one: pitchers can utilize a wet rag in pocket as opposed to licking their fingers. <laughs> 
Yeah, that really uh, that cements the the pitcher catcher relationship. Uh, pardon the double entendre. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then the last one here is the batting team must retrieve their own fielding equipment at the conclusion of the half inning, meaning teammates cannot grab it for them. I saw that, and there's also aren't any uh, ball guys or gals on the foul lines either. Yeah, so that's right. The the outfielders have to shag their own balls again. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh my! Are we oh still my. talking about baseball? <laughs> I think we were. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so I just I, I yeah it I can't wait to see the list of restrictions that the schools come down with if, if it's going to yeah. be anything like this. I don't see uh, how did they even think that in person was a viable solution. They must have steps I, that they're taking. I mean, I don't. Well, and that was the other thing. They just had a big meeting where they, uh, the first question that they asked was when is the first day of school? And that guy came on and said, that's a great question. Uh, and we're glad you asked it. That is being discussed at the moment. <laughs> so yeah. they don't even have an, an, an opening day yet, which means they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, let's just bring people into a building. That's a right. great idea. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. I saw, I think it was on Facebook, one of those social media platforms where they showed pictures of kids out in the freezing cold classrooms outside during the Spanish flu. That's what they did for, for school. It's, and right. it's not a bad idea, especially in summertime. Have classes mm -hmm. outside. Do the John Muir thing. Have them go right. on walks. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, I don't see, yeah, there isn't any responsible way in my mind that they can have people in the classroom. I mean, we talked about this in our last podcast. What happens if a teacher tests positive, then everyone has to be quarantined right. from the class? How does that work? Yeah. So, I mean, that so question that, right there is, <laughs> that's right. everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're 90% going to do this edge program where he stays at home and, and see yeah. how that, how that flies and everything. So who knows, who knows, but. Um, well, and then I heard yeah. also, I guess like a lot of parents are um, talking about like doing like small study groups with like yep. people that they, you know, trust or I guess, or everybody right. thinks they're, you know, they're safe. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. is that something like maybe an option for you guys, if you have like, parent friends that are like, okay, our, I don't mind if our kids hang, we can do like study dates or something. Yeah. Well, so it's, no, it's funny. Somebody, um, somebody posted on one of the, the social media things. I think it was, uh, uh, Jamie got the ping in like her Salem, West Salem mom's group that there was a new, a uh, new family in town and, and she wasn't sure about, um, her second grader, her going to be second grader, just like Xander, uh, she wasn't sure about sending them back to school. And so, yeah, she wanted that exact thing. Jamie's an ex preschool teacher. Um, she, she worked for the school district last year, working with sort of the problem kids. Um, and so Jamie thought about putting together, yeah, a small group of maybe five kids because we have this really big um, finished basement downstairs that uh, we can utilize uh, as, as a classroom if, if need be. Um, and so, yeah, we thought about doing it, but then, you know, I mean, we just started talking about what that would entail, you know, people coming over, how do we handle, you know, yeah, drop offs yeah. And, and all that stuff. And then well, liability and oh, yeah, yeah. like if, a, if yeah. one of their kids gets sick over here, and, and it, for God's sake, it, it gets serious. Yeah. You know, is that Yeah, are we? Yeah, I just don't. 
it, it, yeah, it, when we started really talking about it, it was like, oh, and this could happen, and that could happen, and this could happen. And we're like, no, nah, screw yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about it, hospitals right now, a lot of places are doing on the spot, like you have to get tested regularly, and then they do on the spot thermometer checks, like instant read on your forehead when yeah. you get in. So, I mean, if you think about it, you can control the environment enough that, you know, everyone sanitizes, shoes stay outside, that kind of stuff. Uh, but even then, there's no guarantees. We still don't even know enough about this disease to to say that these things will help. Right. I mean, we know what helps. We just don't know how to fix it, right? So, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, it's all good. I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> then I rescind uh, my apology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyway, uh, so uh, let's get to, uh, shall we get to the on order view? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a, a hybrid one, apparently. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, it's a twofer. It's a twofer. It's, it is a twofer. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I always, uh, yeah, I always forget how we do movie reviews. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah. uh, Nate, do we, uh, do we go around in a circle we go, and yeah, talk we go, about it. Go around in a circle and talk about it. And uh, yeah. uh, I, I think Nate, since this was your baby, why don't you, uh, why don't you fire it off? Sure. Um, so uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, Onward is a Pixar movie, uh, Disney Pixar, I guess that, obviously. Um, that basically takes the premise that there's a high fantasy world at one point where magic exists and there's dragons and unicorns and elves and trolls and all that. And eventually magic dies out because it's just too hard to do. And people invent the electric light bulb and then the remote controlled fireplace and smash cut to uh, basically a present day world where there's freeways and commuter planes and, etc wi-fi and cell phones and all that uh but it's populated by fantastical beings the, this family uh two sons and the single mom uh well not single mom uh and their mom uh live in a giant mushroom and uh it they're it's an elf family and they're basically trying to figure out uh some hijinks that ensue um with a gift from their uh, dearly departed father uh so once the the main character, uh, Ian Lightfoot, turns 16. His older brother, Barley, is already uh, out of high school in the gap year kind of situation. Um, the mom gives them a present that their uh, late father had saved for them, and uh, it ends up being a wizard staff, and they get to go on these grand adventures. Now, the I fucking love this movie. That was a really bad way of explaining it. <laughs> go, go watch the goddamn preview. It's totally well, it worth it. I it love this decent- movie. A decent non-spoilery yeah. overview of the movie. Yeah, tried to. We're going to spoil the hell out of it, though, I think, of the discussion. Right. But, Absolutely. Uh, so, spoiler alert. There you go. Um, ding, ding. I fucking I love this movie. I mean, this, this movie is right up my alley anyway, being animated, being fantasy-based, being insanely funny. Uh, the Tom Holland and Chris Pratt as the voices of the brothers. Julia Louis Dreyfus is the mom. Um, there's a bunch of other really good cast members there. Uh, and uh, and I love D and D, and that's a and a, Barley Barley is one of the best uh, <laughs> sort of animated characters to come across in a long time. And, exactly yeah, right, and uh, Pratt's, Pratt's Quest reading, of Yore. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pratt's reading of, of, uh, of Barley is, is just so good. Um, yeah. So the older brother, which is Barley Lightfoot voiced by Chris Pratt is huge into D and D. Well, it's called a quest of Yore, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, their analog for it. And he's obsessed with it. Like there's literally a campaign on the table and he's got cards and books and he's telling his little brother about it. And his little brother's just trying to finish high school. And, uh, and he's, you know, got the uh, to- the thing that Tom Holland did really well in Spider-Man is playing the awkward teen. Yeah. Uh, voices the awkward teen really well. And he has no- doesn't want to do anything, have anything to do with it. And Barley's trying to knight him on his way out the door on his 16th <laughs> birthday. It's hilarious. They have a pet dragon. It's, I mean, without getting too deep in the weeds. Uh, yeah, this movie hits all the notes. There's tons of stuff wrong with it if you want to pick it apart. But it's just a, it's a super fun, like, family adventure kind of thing uh with a bunch of cool fantasy built into it so uh if you if you had to give it a a number rating out of 10 what would you give it (sighs) well i mean the first time i saw it i I, like it was a fucking 10 i loved i loved everything about it i love the the fact that in this world the the winged unicorns are the uh trash pandas Right, <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better, they're basically raccoons. Uh, yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, the um, their mom's boyfriend is a centaur cop. Right, uh, <laughs> uh, working hard or hardly working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like <laughs> just terrible dad jokes and him getting uh, in and out of the police car was always oh made me laugh. God. <laughs> I'm gonna give you to the count of three. Clop, clop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a solid nine probably at the end of the day for me. The first time I saw it, it was a 10. I've seen it four or five more times since then. And then I watched your, uh, what is that? What was the everything, everything wrong with, uh, everything wrong with, yeah. Whatever channel that's from. And I I caught a lot of those things like, wow, they're really just making this up as they go along for the sake of the plot. Um, yeah, I love it though. I'm just gonna I'll leave it at a nine. Solid. Okay. Nine. Cool. Cool. Uh Joe, just having recently seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. And for all the same reasons Nate said, it you know, it just the high fantasy in the real world was so fun to see and like, okay, what would, would it look like if, you know, elves had cell phones and you know. <laughs> right. Um Yeah, totally. And I'm of the age where disney movies make me cry every single time so at the end of this movie i'm blubbering like a, like a bitch just nah. oh my god um so yeah but um totally like loved it i i would give it um an eight or nine the okay. one thing that because of course when after watching that video that what everything wrong with it they start picking it apart yeah and i'm like oh man dang it <laughs> but the one thing that i did that kind of just bothered me a little bit and spoilers. So the whole premise of the movie is they're trying to, you know, they're trying to bring their dad back and the staff has a gem in it and they lose the gem. So they have to go find another gem Mm -hmm. to get the staff to work so that they could finish bringing dad back. And then they proceed to the whole rest of the movie, use the staff for every little thing with no gem in it. I'm like, why don't you just fix dad? 
now. <laughs> like Right, yeah, because it has class? to have a focus for a spell that strong. Come on, Joe. It's right at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, the except for he Come can on. but he, he can the do the hardest spell, no demand, the lightning spell with no gem. Right. <laughs> yep. That was the one thing where I was kind of like, well, actually push glasses up on Bridge of Nose. <laughs> but uh Worst that being said, point ever. <laughs> I loved the manacore. She was so great. Oh god, uh, the manacore the whole manacorns tavern sequence in the oh, beginning god, when you so meet great. them. It's <laughs> it's just so good. Oh yeah. And it was just oh god, it's so good, so well played. And I love yeah, I just loved sort of that. It, um, the, yeah, as soon as they got in there, you know, trying to get the manacorda. No, no, no. We really want, <laughs> we want the real map. <laughs> we want yeah. just everything going around. Can you fix the karaoke machine? I'm gonna give this. Yeah, place Corey. A one- I think the karaoke machine is broken again. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give this place a one star review. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love the moment when she realizes that her life has been a lie, <laughs> and she oh, just yeah. goes ape shit. I used to be a it. badass. <laughs> Yeah. Like melts the face off the mascot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. And then so uh, like I want Barley to be my best friend. I want to ride in Guinevere everywhere and listen oh to hair god. metal and go Let's on. Let's explain Guinevere. <laughs> Guinevere is my favorite character for the first yeah. part of that movie. <laughs> Somebody I wanted a Guinevere when I was when I was a kid. Like I wanted that to be my first car. <laughs> right. Yeah. Guinevere the epic, is a, uh, the epic 70s. hair metal van with the yeah porthole moon shaped porthole van like GMC the wizard van. painted on the side right exactly <laughs> yeah it has a it has a shield on logo on the uh, spare tire holder in the back and swords inside with the tavern walls <laughs> <laughs> plays giant hair metal you know or a viking metal kind of valhalla stuff so um, uh, sorry um, go ahead so Andy. my no my family had a uh, 1972 dodge van okay in mm. that in that shape and it would and it sounded, it was great. If you push down the accelerator just a little too fast, it sounded like when the Millennium Falcon uh, ran out of control, you know, and it did the... And I'm so sad we gave That's that. Hilarious. We ended up giving that truck away to, to someone in our extended family. But, um, but no, and it's funny too, because it seems like these vans pop up in these nerd movies because fanboys had... Yep. Had that van as well, you know? Yeah. So it's right. just, it just seems funny that it's become sort of a, uh, you know, a, sort of a, a story that these, these nerdy guys have these, <laughs> these right. vans that they end up customizing to be their own little, you know, yeah, their, their trusty steed, if you will. Yeah. The nerds always gonna have the mystery machine. <laughs> yeah. Right. As a side note, one of my uh, DMs and I, once we saw this movie, he is more obsessed with this movie than I am. We basically both started shopping online to try and find an old van to fix up <laughs> to, to have. Like, we're gonna get the side of it painted with the adventuring party from our D and D campaign. Like, <laughs> oh, nice! It we, is so awesome. Uh, and then, and I forgot. I just remembered this now. In college, uh, I played in a band called uh, Kid Power, and we got an old Cox cable van. <laughs> For our gear. Nice. <laughs> so, so we there went to go. all of our gigs with the little rainbow side. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Where do you guys have service? Cock cable. Cock cable. From Cock cable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> inside joke for you there. Right. Yeah. Well, what did you think, Andy? What kind of score would you give this thing? 
so uh, I, and I've, I've, ca- I've caught the last few Pixar movies and I, I just want to say one thing. I love Pixar and especially Disney's way to give us sort of a fantastical look at sort of everyday um, issues when it comes to certain things. And this comes down to, you know, uh, thinking that you want something, but realizing that you had it sort of all along in, in the form of another and, and whatnot. And I think that, you know, and the rest of the rest of everything is just sort of uh, fluff and flair. And, but it, it brings it together in such a great way that it, and I don't know that anybody else does it that well, you know, because obviously having a second grader at seven year old, we catch a lot of kids movies, right? Some of them just don't have the heart. They're cute, right? And they try to get it a good message, but it just doesn't seem like they get there. But it seems like Disney and Pixar get there. Um, Toy Story 4 was one of those movies where it was just like, the end of it, you're just like mentally and emotionally drained. You're just like, holy crap. How do they fit this in a movie with toys, right? And it's just like, Okay, and they did it again around fantasy creatures. And yeah, they basically made, you know, Barley, that one character that we can all relate to, <laughs> everyone in this podcast, because, you know, we have, we have certain elements of, of just his fanaticism and everything. But then at the same time, you know, we all have sort of grown up responsibilities that we have to take care of and handle. And it's just, you know, it's, it's yeah, it, Pixar just knocks it out of the park. So, um, no, I would give it, I, I'm in that solid eight to nine range, which is just, goddamn, this is it's such a good movie that has such a great message about family and everything with fun and flair added in that it's just so great. So, yeah, I, that's, that's, where I, that's where I stand on, on Onward. At, at first, when I saw the previews, like I wasn't necessarily excited about it. It didn't, I don't know, it didn't do enough to sort of pull me in to think that I thought this was going to be like, oh, you know, Pixar's going to hit it. They're going to do great. It's going to be awesome. But no, sure enough, you know, after, after watching it, they, they did it. It was, it was incredible. So. It was funny. I, when I watched it, like I had no idea what it was about. I don't, I guess I slept through any preview of it I ever saw. (laughs) And was just like, ah, whatever. It's something I'll, I'll probably end up watching at some point when I'm hungover or whatever. But so, like, I just never had no freaking idea what it was about. And so, like, with the first, like, you know, five, ten minutes where you get what the movie's about, I was like, holy crap, I was so excited. I was like, how did I miss this? Yeah. <laughs> this is so right I figured you'd alley. like it a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Definitely so then, a lesson learned not to not to sleep on the kids' movies anymore, man. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing is I think Pixar, to your point, Andy, Pixar specifically, uh, but also Disney and a lot of other uh, animation studios have have really done what normal standard filmmaking hasn't been able to do is come up with something unique and entertaining for all ages and tells a good moral story with humor and drama and kind of hits all those notes, right? Yeah. It hasn't really happened a lot in standard cinema, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. 
uh, the Martin Scorsese approved cinema. Um, (laughs) so yeah, I mean, don't sleep on those, watch every one there. It's, there's some gems, man. And the extra features specifically for this were great. And there's a ton of content there. And apparently they spent like five years making this movie. So there's like a whole first half of this movie that's different where, uh, Barley isn't the one into D and D. It's the other guy. It's the young kid that's into okay. magic and and all that. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of cutting room floor stuff and a lot of um, a lot of like half finished animatics and that kind of thing. It's really kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, um, can I? I, I want to run through some of the Easter eggs that were in here. Um, yeah, go for it. There's so many. <laughs> there oh are God. so many. So uh, the first one that I that I caught, but I, I and I found a list online of, that had some that I just didn't realize because they were so quick. But um, first one, uh, there's a restaurant called the Burgershire um, that uh, the uh, the illuminated sign is now serving second breakfast. Second breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I caught that one. That was great. Yeah, it was so good. There's a bunch of Lord of the Rings stuff in this movie, actually. Oh yeah, no, there there was, and then. Um, uh, a Pizza Planet truck appears at the toll booth scene, but it's uh, the Pizza Realm, <laughs> which is oh, I missed that I one. <laughs> I didn't see that one. What I did love about that scene, though, is that the trolls were the bridge toll takers. Uh, oh yeah. Oh no. That, <laughs> yeah. Just so so brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for those who saw Inside Out, uh, Triple Dent Gum was in here um, a couple times. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and then this was great. I didn't see this until I was I was watching it again um this morning to get um to get ready for our podcast and uh in the manticore's tavern the head cook is actually remy from ratatouille shut up (laughs) he's you see him through the window no way uh and the other members of the staff are wearing the sorcerer mickey hats Uh, yeah i saw that (laughs) yeah uh and then there there was even a a pixar ball uh at the manticore's tavern um, and then the uh, uh, the prize area has the little toy frogs from Toy Story Four, but this is the best one. And Nate, maybe you caught this one, but there was a claw game. Did you see the claw game in the background? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the it's the Infinity like, Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, which is just uh, which is just so good. Um, uh, Barley's van has a little sign that says "You shall not pass" in it. Um, uh, and then. Uh, his uh, Barley's jacket actually has an Infinity Gauntlet on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the, also, uh, the um, Mountain Dew is Mount Doom <laughs> <laughs> in it. Um, there was also, uh, what else was it? Um, uh, the, 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 the beverage, oh, the beverage is the gas station, Cloak and Cola, um, which is good. And then Saturade, <laughs> which is good. Um, uh, what else? What was the other one? Uh, I think that's it. Is that all I have? No, 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 no. Wait. Oh, uh, a birthday song in the Manicor's Tavern was the one that they sang in Emperor's New Groove. Um, uh, Barley also had a Hades patch on his uh, yeah, his jacket. Um, and then I didn't catch this one either, but I saw it today. Uh, one of the pixie fairies had the uh, the skull from Sid's shirt uh, from Toy Story on it. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah, funny. it was the same skull. And then. Uh, I didn't catch this, and this is this is might be loose, but the construct one of the construction workers' name is Felix. Um, um, <laughs> like you know, reference Felix. Felix, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, 
So yeah, I just I love I love catching those little things, but then I love going back and seeing all the ones that they put in there that I just did not miss because I was stuck up in the story. Right on. Yeah, I kind of wanna... pixies were so funny. Oh, oh my god, are, are you yeah. calling us lazy? No, 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 not you, just your ancestors. <laughs> what did you say about my ancestors? <laughs> yeah, they were great. Uh, I kind of want to go. I want to talk about some of my favorite scenes from this movie because I'm like. I'm bursting with a couple of these things. You're uh, bursting? I'm <laughs> bursting with uh, <laughs> excitement here. Okay. Put on drop, drop cloth on aisle three. Yeah. Fire um, away. Uh, Nate's favorite scenes. Sorry. No, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to run them down in kind of reverse order, I guess. Okay. Uh, so these are all spoilers, obviously. Um, the final dragon situation. Yeah. The way that they... <laughs> composed it with the mascot piece of the wall being the face and then the articulated eyebrows and the oh, the awesome. roars the so school good. bell and yeah that was really well done and i liked how they you know put all the spells and stuff together towards the end and obviously the the finale is gut check heart-wrenching kind of thing yeah um so second place would be the uh when they're at a certain point in their quest uh Barley does a foreshadowing about a gelatinous cube. Oh, What's yeah. a gelatinous cube? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this giant cube of ooze that basically dissolves everything in its path. And, and then there's yeah. a section where they're going through like the trap-laden dungeon part and there's literally a gelatinous cube that falls from a trap in the ceiling <laughs> and basically pushes them towards a pit and there's a door that's closing Indiana Jones style. And uh, the reason I love this scene so much is that like four months earlier, I ran a one shot for our D and D group and I had a trap that was almost exactly the same thing where it was a <laughs> 10 foot wide room and it completely pitch black. Cause they're inside of this old dwarven fortress or something like that. And they step, they get 10 feet into this room, the door shut behind them and it's a, it's a 10 foot wide uh, hallway that goes like a hundred feet and there's no light at all. And all you see is this glowing sword fall from the, from the, the ceiling and they can't figure out what the hell's going on because all you see is a glowing sword until they get closer and the sword is trapped in a gelatinous cube and it's coming oh. right towards them and they have nowhere to go. <laughs> oh. I was so jazzed when I saw that. I'm like, fuck yeah, gelatinous <laughs> cube. Uh, so great. Um, so that's, yeah, my deep nerd coming through. Yeah. Uh, but then my favorite scene is when they're trapped at the end of the road and the cops are coming and... The, the kid can't get the lightning bolt to work. And so Barley decides to sacrifice Guinevere. Oh, yeah, the ride to Valhalla. Yeah. Yeah. Puts the stone on the, the accelerator pedal and puts it in the O for onward. Yeah. And slaps the man on the ass. <laughs> yep. Steers it towards the, the rocks. And... It hits a rock, blows a flat tire, then starts galloping towards yes. the destination. <laughs> the glove box opens. All of his parking tickets go out both windows looking like wings. Yeah. The sun hits this thing and it crashes into the rocks <laughs> and basically saves it from getting captured by the cops. Uh, I haven't laughed so hard <laughs> in a scene in a movie because I couldn't believe it was happening. I'm like, wait, is this going to happen? 
yeah. it's happening. And then he slapped the fan on the ass as it drove away. And so I'm dying already. It blows the tire, starts galloping. I die even harder. And oh, Addy's yeah. looking at me like I'm a crazy person because I'm just yeah. rolling. <laughs> oh my God. Hands down one of my favorite scenes in a movie in a long time. Yeah. So. Uh, what, was, what was Addy's take on this? Addie is super pissed at me that we're doing this podcast without her. Oh, <laughs> bummer. We had, to, we had to switch it up, but I told her that we'd uh, maybe we'll do an addendum or something to it. Okay, um, yeah. Or a part two. She absolutely loved it. I mean, and I'm sure it has to do with my fascination for that kind of stuff. She's been into that stuff for a long time, too. Yeah. Um, it's one of our favorite movies. We watch it all the time, and we always cry at the end. Always. Yeah. It's oh. ridiculous. Cause, <laughs> and she always goes, Dad, don't you dare. <laughs> like right. I'm not crying, you're crying, and then she grabs my hand and like, hey. you know, yeah. So, so, but um, yeah, no, that's so, that's awesome. That was me. That's good. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. What about Xander? Uh, Xander loved it, and so it was. Yeah, it was funny too. So Xander is completely Minecraft blind right now. Like he sees, mm. he's total tunnel vision Minecraft, like nothing but Minecraft right now. And mm. so I had it on my computer this morning. And uh, he came in and he was just like, Daddy, can I sit on your lap? <laughs> and so <laughs> I, was, I was working on one screen. I had Onward on the other screen and he sat here for like a half an hour uh, watching Onward with me. And no. um, yeah, it was, no, he, yeah, he really loved it. He thought it was great. And again, because we're uh, big nerds and we try to play a lot of tabletop games with him. Uh, my wife and him actually played Quirkle today, which was fun. Um, and I was, I, I was showing him how to, how to match everything up. It was great. Um, he, you know, he loved that part of it too. He, he loved the fantastical part of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, no, he thought it was great. Um, yeah, the last, the last scene with the dragon was his, was his favorite, obviously, because we're drakes, we're dragons. <laughs> so, yeah. How about you, Joe? What were your favorite moments? Um, the, the van scene, of course. Um, and I loved, uh, the bridge. <laughs> yeah. That was like, I had my butt clenched the whole time. I'm like, oh God, he's gonna fall! <laughs> Wait, the one where he gets halfway across and the rope goes away? Mm -hmm. that one? <laughs> How long was I without the rope? <laughs> Only like About the second half. half. Yeah. <laughs> I needed that rope. Oh, but did you? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole dungeon the indiana jones dungeon scene was epic yeah, <laughs> yeah agreed. Was, yeah those were my really favorites good. yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with this world like they've spent so much time building this world you've got to think they're going to do more with it uh yeah maybe they'll uh who knows yeah i they'll definitely do a, a second movie they just got to you know find a good story with it and um uh yeah who knows dnd &D, man in a <laughs> contemporary setting you can do anything you want right mm -hmm. yeah yeah and now magic is being reintroduced into the non-magic world so right that's actually a be a really cool that's a really cool storyline right there what happens when magic gets reintroduced to a non-magical world right yeah huh. um yeah what about you andy what were your favorite scenes well, I, yeah, I, I, I think I said the Manicor's Tavern, the initial Manicor yeah. Tavern, that was just so, I don't know, there's something about, I love, first of all, you know, because 
Barley paints this picture of this dark and dingy tavern that <laughs> all the all the hardcore guys go to, and then you get there. And it's it's Chuck E. Cheese. cheese. It's so, <laughs> that was such a great. I, 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 that was, so that was, yeah, it was such a great turn, you know, and just to yeah, see everything agreed. and yeah, the the you know the the map that they need is now a toy, you know, and it's, a, it's on the it's back a of the kids' menu. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's the kids' menu. Yeah, it's so good. And then, uh, yeah, just the. <laughs> um, the mascot, I I don't know, yeah. there's something about them, and when it was mimicking her, <laughs> movement, <laughs> crazy. It was yeah. just, I just, I don't know. It's, I, I, it's so funny because Disney, you know, they make a, a decent amount of money on like character breakfast and stuff like that. So the characters mm-hmm. are such a big part. But I love the fun that they poke at their characters in the movies, yeah. like in the act, the people that, <laughs> and so well, yeah, like. Wreck-It Ralph 2 or whatever. They oh, had that right. whole Disney princess scene. Yeah, the whole oh, thing Oh, my was God. Great. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, it's... No, yeah, that, the Manicorns Tavern scene for me was... Like, that's when I really got into the movie. You yeah. know, and I was just like, oh, man, this is so good. Um, but, um, yeah. Uh, I think stuff. it's... Uh, I think it's good. Yeah, and it's... Uh, it's it's fun too. It's you know with any Disney movie, there's a bunch of um, uh, you know swag and and um, you know books and promotional materials that come out. Uh, this one has some good ones. Um, it's uh, Ian and Barley's uh, magical books of jokes, puns, and gags, <laughs> which is fun. Um, there's a a, a blank. Uh, um, there's a spell book, which is just a journal that you can write in, which is fun. Hmm. Uh, so it's just yeah it's just neat that they they really got into um you know especially with the with the, the merchandise from this movie they they really got into it too click on our affiliate links below <laughs> <laughs> ding ding <laughs> uh, this podcast is sponsored by <laughs> medmen <laughs> oh man oh god yeah um uh final final thoughts on this nate what do you think uh i love it i can't wait to see more in this world um i i love the the trajectory that that movies are on lately at least for my nerddom is the comic book movies are serious and are highly invested in and uh therefore like highly scrutinized typically and the quality has just gotten better in certain areas uh not so much dc but um Hopefully they'll they'll catch up. It looks like they will be. Um, quite, well, quite a bit of DC news coming down the uh, coming down the horn this last two uh, these last what two three weeks. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me finish my thought and then please. Can, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to derail. Back. No, no, no. That's okay. Um, what was I saying now? Oh, the trajectory. Uh, yeah. And that and rewatching Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and how well those movies were put together. Not necessarily. Uh, if the Hobbit movies were needed, but the way that they kind of fulfilled the director's vision uh, with mm-hmm. the practical effects, special effects, story writing, that kind of thing. Um, I'm really hopeful that we'll actually get a decent Dungeons and Dragons movie at some point. <laughs> I would love for it to be like a Netflix series. Like no, a abs- hard ab- R Netflix series. Absolutely. But a movie to- first, I think is going to have to I don't. I don't think so. No, I think to do it justice, you need to do a series. Yeah, you need to you need no, to do a a, a a like a a definite 
you know, you can't, I, I don't know. And it's, maybe it's the times that we live in too, that we're just getting, um, you know, that there is a whole lot of content and there are many, several sources for our content now um, yeah. that we're not just limited to cable TV and those premium channels um, anymore that we are, that we do have Netflix. We do have, um, you know, uh, um, what what are the other HBO Max Hulu. And, Hulu and, yeah, yeah exactly. and, right and and just and they're all doing their own content now which is great and so and I think that's where we really get they you know they license these these certain books that would have never seen the light of day as a movie and you give someone who really really loves the material um right. and I and I think that that was evident with uh the Golden Compass movie but then you get the His Dark Materials series which was just so good. And instead of trying to fit that book into two hours, we got a 10 hour storytelling of his dark materials and that whole golden compass arc, which made it a hundred times better. Right. So, and if somebody was smart, I mean, I'm sure they've tried to do this already. HBO or Netflix or someone would option Wizards of the Coast to get the rights to do Dungeons and Dragons because if you think about it, Game of Thrones was so successful for so many years until, you know, obviously the source material ran out and the the uh, the showrunners basically ran it into the ground. Yeah. Um, it, this could be a 12-season whatever. It could be. It could go on for as long as there's content. And there's so much content that started in the 70s. Well, and yeah, I mean... With, the birth child of every modern role-playing game basically so right like, well i mean you could do yeah. a i mean you could do a shared universe to where it, you know oh, yeah. you you start off you with a multiverse decent, yeah with it with a decent series and then you branch off into the different yeah. you know into the different uh, um areas which and yep. characters and storylines which would just be i think really really good yeah so, i agree and it yeah it seems like a I know Wizards of the Coast is notoriously stingy with licensing, and I know there's a ton of projects in the works with them right now. I think they have seven. I think the last release that they had was seven multimedia projects. They weren't specific about how many games they're making. I know there's at least two games coming down in the next six or eight months. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd be shocked if there isn't a show or something in the works. And I really hope it gets the serious treatment that it deserves, kind of Witcher right. status. Oh, yeah. You know, as opposed to the bubblegum bullshit we've had so far with. Marlon Wayans or whoever the hell it was Sean Wayans, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, that was in one of the movies as a comic relief. So Right. Yeah. Yeah, it could be epic if yeah, I got the the season one Game of Thrones or like the Witcher treatment. Because yeah. uh, the Witcher was epic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's what I want to watch again, actually, because it, the time jumps were kind of jarring, even though I knew what to expect from it. But um I haven't read the books either. I heard the books were fantastic yeah I, i'm definitely interested in in um i did watch the witcher again um and watching it the second time you, you obviously you pick up on more um right. and that that really helped me you know figure out the timeline and where everything was and then i also um uh there was a a, a youtube series where they watch people watch people watching it and they they explain it like a little more they because you and you watch it sort of with them right. so you fit they you know they pick up on stuff that you just don't pick up on so yeah i uh, yeah i i agree no i think dungeon the dragon does it absolutely needs a witcher treatment so yeah it'd be super fun 
Right. Come on, Joe Maganello, make it happen. Right, really, <laughs> come on. He's been trying, and I'm not sure what the update is with that. I should get Vin Diesel's help. <laughs> oh God, no! Let's, yeah, let's keep Vin Diesel out of it. He's a poser from all accounts. Right, and uh, um, who else? Uh, um, the v- Lady Vampire Jessica. She's a big D and D. Right, Deborah Ann Wolf. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, what's her name? Yeah, Deborah Ann Wolf. Deborah Ann Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Rao. <laughs> not a brunette not a no, brunette but super no, hot but still. Redhead. <laughs> yeah yes. oh i was gonna say but yennefer from uh, the witcher yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know welcome to the brunette they, corner of the rum and Regret i don't know podcast. how they got yeah hang on i'm gonna take off this uh welcome no she doesn't do it anymore <laughs> i used to be able to get like all up on the mic i don't know why it doesn't work like that um yeah it's uh it's interesting to see uh, how things have have progressed as far as uh, female leads in movies like that. I mean, she is such a badass. Like, forget anything, all those superficial bullshit. She, like, world shattering badass. And I like that they're they're doing a lot more of that kind of super strong archetype. You know, the new Wonder Woman movie is supposed to be really good. Uh, Captain Marvel was great. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see more of that kind of stuff in these movies, high fantasy, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. When are we getting a Red Sonia remake? (laughs) God, who would play Red Sonia? She'd have to be super ripped. I mean, jeez. I I mean, you could do uh, Ronda Rousey could be Red Sonia, but (laughs) I don't know that she has the acting chops for it, though. No, no. That's a tough one. You probably have to get an MMA person or Gina Carano. There you go. Well, I was thinking Gina Carano, but yeah, I guess you could do Gina Carano. Can she pull off you a guys... red wig? No. Did you... Probably <laughs> not. So. Did you guys ever see the Conan that had, uh, what's his name? Drogo in it? Yeah. No, I never saw it. I, I never saw it either. Me neither, yeah. I couldn't huh. bring myself to it. I love the Arnold one too much. Right. Oh, my God. Maybe so that's good. that's one that we uh, mystery science theater. <laughs> <laughs> the wait the the original Conan or the no the, no uh, the, uh, Momoa the, the Conan. Conan yeah uh, Bronan Bronan <laughs> it's gonna be weird it. seeing him as Conan after Aquaman <laughs> yeah. though because <laughs> now I'm gonna have like to he throw... is Aquaman to me <laughs> oh for sure well I'm gonna have to throw in all the I dig it and woo like <laughs> right yeah. All the Momoa-isms that make it into every character. Like, right. Mama. Yeah. Uh, oh, guys, one thing I also watched this week was The Old Guard on Netflix. Yes. It is so good. So awesome. Yeah. So I think uh, our next podcast, we should uh, all watch it. <clears throat> Jobin. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, review it. What do you guys think? Can do. Yeah, agreed. Let's do uh, our favorite uh, Charlize. Uh, they're on movies as well, like top oh, five or whatever. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, how yeah. are we going to whittle it to five? <laughs> I love all of her movies. Well, how about yeah, our top? Each, each of us. Our list. Each of us have a top five. Okay, are we lists and just our list. rank them? Our, our, yeah. Okay. Our Charlize lists. <laughs> the list is long and distinguished. Right. I was waiting <laughs> like for that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sometime at some point, Joe's got to cut in and go like my Johnson, you right. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need a we need a GI Jane suck my dick from Joe sometime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's hilarious. I'll keep that I'm one pretty- in mind. I'm pretty sure that's on Ken's wish list as well. <laughs> well, well. We'll record it and we'll send it to him as a soundbite. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. funny. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, what did you guys think of Onward? Uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook at Rum and Regret Podcast. You can... Uh, Hit us up on Twitter at rum underscore regret. Uh, Nate, where can they find you on the socials? Uh, AV1D Gamer, Avid Gamer on all the socials. And okay. uh, are we sending our kids to school with the option? Right. <laughs> Quarry yeah. minds yeah. want to know. Yeah, let us know. What the hell would you do in my position? Send them to school or keep them home? Um, oh, Lord. Yeah. Joe, where can they find you on the socials? Uh, Joe Chickadee or at joechickadee.com. And uh, you can find me at uh, Crazy Drake on Facebook, Andrew Drake on Twitter. Uh, Again, we are the Rum and Regret podcast. And until next time, we have spoken. If I may, a moment of silence for Guinevere. And we're out. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.